There is only Christ. Christ is everything. Christ is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my sub-podcast, Christ Through the Elements. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Just a brief summary of what I do in these little podcasts. It's three things. I first start with a few quotes, a few thoughts from Father Richard Rohr's newest book, The Universal Christ. And I'm reading it slowly and writing down parts of it that strike me and that I want to remember uh, for later. And I'm sharing those in the first part. In the second part, I'm using another book, a wonderful little book called The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Element by Theodore Gray. And we're walking through atomic number by atomic number, the periodic table, and reflecting on what Mr. Gray has to say in his short but thoughtful and insightful reflections on said elements. And then in the third part, I draw the two first parts together and reflect upon the element itself and what it reveals to us about Christ. Because if truly Christ is everything and Christ is in everything, each and every thing within creation can reveal something about Christ, especially the elements, some of the smallest things within creation, but the most important because they are literally the building blocks of all of material creation. So Father Richard is for me, where I am reading, that is, is in the chapter called Things at Their Depth. And he starts by saying, God hides in the depths and is not seen as long as we stay on the surface of anything, even the depths of our sins. That's on page 111. And actually, all of these quotes are on either 111 or 112. I didn't read a lot because it was so rich in just thoughtful in what this section is. Father Richard continues, great love and great suffering bring us back to God with the second normally following the first. That is great suffering following great love. Father Richard continues, and I believe this is how Jesus himself walked humanity back to God. It is not a path of resurrection rewards, but always a path that includes death and woundedness. And then he says a little bit further on also page 112, what you choose now you shall have later seems to be the realization of the saints, not an idyllic help, hope for a later heaven, but a living experience right now. I want to just pause on that quote for a minute and give a little bit of uh, a commentary on, I guess you'd call it a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> And it's this pet peeve that um, I hear so many people, and, and these are religious people, these are well-meaning people, well-intentioned people trying to urge or teach or exhort others to live in a way according to the love of God. And what they'll say is they'll say, life is all about getting into heaven, period. That's what they say. And, um, you know, there, there's definitely a truth to that. 
I would not say, though, it is all about. I would say life, there is more to life than simply that. But it's not about getting into heaven. As Father Richard reminds us in this quote, it's about experiencing heaven, which is the fullness of the love of God, the fullness of the presence of God, beginning to experience that now, knowing that if and how we experience that now will be the gateway, the opening, the beginning, the starting, the genesis for how we will experience the presence and the love of God for all of eternity outside of time and space in what we call heaven. So I end my little side note there that life is not about getting into heaven. Life is about experiencing heaven now and eternally. And one relates to the other. So Father Richard ends, and I'll end this first part by saying, we must love God through, in, with, and even because of this world. This is the message that Christianity was supposed to initiate, proclaim, and encourage, and what Jesus modeled. We must love God through, if, in, and with, through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. You know those lines if you go to Mass. And that's what it's all about. And who is the through, in, and with? It is God, Christ, the universal Christ. All right. Well, let's shift gears into the second part and talk a little bit about atomic number 20, which is calcium, with the convenient and easy to remember capital C, lowercase a, for its atomic symbol the first two letters, of course, of calcium. Now, Mr. Gray begins by saying, when we think of calcium, we think of chalky types of substances, right? And this is not entirely correct because calcium in its pure form is not chalky initially. And we'll get to that in a moment. There is compounds, chemical compounds, which is one or more elements together that are those chalky substances. Stone, like the chalky cliffs of Dover that we think of, is calcium carbonate, which is also what makes up things like seashells and oyster shells and some of the coral that we find. Now, chalk for blackboards, for those of you listeners who can remember actual blackboards and actual chalk, that is calcium sulfate, better known as gypsum. Because, Mr. Gray tells us, that the pure element of calcium is actually a shiny metal that looks similar to aluminum. And we rarely see this though, because it is unstable and in the air, it rapidly decomposes into, wait for it, a chalky kind of substance. So it goes from metallic to chalky, as we think of chalk very quickly when exposed to air. Now, when we think of calcium, we think of our bones, right? Our bones are made up of calcium. And uh, just a little side note that Mr. Gray tells us is that our bones are actually kind of a foamy type of calcium, which is why when you see um, images of bones, they are really made up of a lot of um, uh, empty space. And that's also part of what makes them lightweight. So it's kind of a foam type of substance. But Mr. Gray says something important, that it is 
more important in our body, what calcium does with its ion inside of the cell at our most basic cellular level. And Mr. Gray says, quote, calcium is constantly moving in and out of cells, mediating the action of nerves and muscles in such important ways that the body will begin to dissolve bones rather than allow blood calcium levels to fall. Now ponder that for a minute, (laughs) that the body will start to tear down our bones, break apart the physical structures upon which the rest of our bodies hang just to keep the calcium levels in the blood, that they are that important that the body will do that. And Mr. Gray ends the section on calcium by saying life requires calcium in abundance. Well, let's move then to the third part and bring these two together. And I think for me, the connection is depth. What Father Richard says about going deep and experiencing Christ in the deepest experiences of being human, great love and great suffering. And that Christ is present and experienced and with us in death that we experience and also resurrection. And it's not in either or, it is one parts, two parts of one whole, death and resurrection. And I think this is essential because, you know, when we talk about Jesus the Christ and how he saved us, a lot of times people focus on just his death, the blood on the cross and the suffering and the nails in his hands and so on and so forth. But his death is meaningless without his resurrection. And the two always go hand in hand. And we have to remember that death and resurrection are two of the deepest realities of life. Just as calcium is one of the deepest, most essential elements of life, whether it's in our bones and the structure of our body, or whether it's down at the lowest level of our body, the cell, uh, that calcium is necessary, is absolute, is so vital and critical that our body will start tearing itself apart literally in order to keep the calcium where it needs to be. So calcium, it's more than just milk. It's more than just chalk. It is vital to life. And I would say that Christ is more than just a name. It's more than just um, part of how we understand Jesus, Jesus the Christ. Christ is the foundation of all. Because remember what the creed says, through Christ all things were made. And it is Christ with us, for Christ is everything, Christ is in everything, as St. Paul reminds us. Well, thank you, dear listener. Please come on back for the next episode of this uh, podcast. And until then, may the blessings and peace of Christ be with you always. Always.